This is the Transportation Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration only on MarketScale. Just to try to reduce crashes and keep traffic moving smoothly, they're going to want a computer behind the wheel rather than a human. If problems mean more money spent on transportation, it can hurt your bottom line. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern. And joining me is Martin Ambrose. He's the CEO of Airway Onboard Scales. Martin, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you, Tyler. Absolutely. Uh, excited to get a chance to talk to you about uh, a little bit more about what Airway does and, and the future of the industry as far as onboard scales go. And we should clarify, Airway is spelled A-I-R-W-E-I-G-H. So uh, you kind of get the, the play on words a little bit there. But Airway, uh, they provide electronic onboard weighing technology for both trucks and trailers with mechanical or air suspensions. And these onboard scales have really been around for a while. And I think some of the most obvious benefits of uh, an onboard scale would be that it helps avoid those overweight fines and scale fees. But Martin, just kind of as we talk about this, I think that's kind of the first thing in everyone's mind. But there's some other major benefits as well to an onboard scale. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the industry has been around for a long time, and there have been a lot of niche applications where overweight fines and fees have been have been the driving force behind uh, using the technology. But it seems like in the last three to five years, that's changed dramatically. And I, I would say. 70 to 80 percent of our customers today uh, are not buying the scales because they're giving getting uh, overweight fines or or paying too many scale fees it's about optimization and so i mean as equipment gets more expensive uh, operating costs get higher uh, drivers become fewer uh, and harder to, to get and keep um, those minutes you spend on the road are super valuable and those minutes you waste trying to get your load correct uh, or getting a full load uh, really cuts into the, the operating ratio and the, and the bottom line for the fleet. And so uh, we have more and more customers these days that are, uh, they don't get any tickets, you know, but uh, in fact, they'll come to us and say, yeah, we're not getting any tickets, but we have this uh, issue with the underloading. And sure enough, we'll deploy some units in there and, and they may find out they're consistently 2,000 pounds light or 3,000 pounds light. Uh, and, and it's consistent enough that uh, that, that the lost uh, revenue from from that lost load uh, is more than enough for a positive uh, ROI on the technology. So uh, it's a big transition happening uh, for us right now. From from what I hear you talking about, it sounds like data is really playing a big role in this moving forward. Just that uh, people are understanding the optimum level to reach uh, efficiency, and so you don't want to be getting tickets, but you also don't want to have uh, too light of a load. So data really is playing a big part in this, and just making sure that companies are making the most of their investment and making the most of uh, the opportunities that they have here. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And the if you think about weight as a piece of data. You know, the shippers charge by weight. You're operating your equipment based on weight. The government enforces uh, you out on the highways based on weight. Uh, and without any uh, onboard weighing technology, nobody knows what the weight is. Not the driver when he pulls out. Um, not the guy that owns the truck, the fleet owner. Uh, the shipper doesn't know if the, if the uh, weighed load was accurate or correct. Some loads you can't really weigh if they have a varying moisture content. Uh, or they're, you know, inconsistent as far as uh, um, their their weight across the load. You know, so how do you optimize all this stuff? Well, the, you know, the tool in the truck is great. The driver can help do that job. 
But once you get that piece of data off the truck and into the back office, now you can start to look at weight as as a really uh, a critical piece of information to help optimize your business. Customers that they are integrated with telematics and see weight information in the back office today, they can see which customers consistently underload. They can see which customers consistently overload. They can see which lanes are productive and which lanes are unproductive. They can see which drivers that get it wrong uh, or struggle with loading correctly. Um, if they spec lightweight equipment, lightweight trucks and lightweight trailers, uh, over time, the monthly report, the quarterly report, the annual report of tonnage hauled, are they getting that extra payload on that lightweight vehicle that they've spec'd? Without that weight data available uh, to be able to uh, to analyze, you can't really answer any of those questions. Uh, and so that's really the nexus of where our technology is going uh, and, and how important it is that the weight information uh, gets off the vehicle uh, into management's hands. Absolutely. And, and just kind of as we talk about that and making sure that the, the process is as smooth as possible, um, in the loading process, this is literally an industry where, where time is money, you know, and, and you have to be efficient as far as the loading process goes. So removing that guesswork really allows the, the um, entire process of loading to be more efficient, which then saves money and, and that sort of thing, which is the ultimate goal here, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, here's an example. We uh, We just did a rollout. Uh, with a very large beverage hauling company. Uh, they have terminals all over the United States. And what they determine by getting the weight information into the back office and running weekly reports on the locations is, is that they were 1,500 to 2,700 pounds underloaded on almost every load. Uh, and that's huge if you think about how many loads per day these folks do uh, across the country. All of that underloading is almost impossible uh, for them to uh, to recover uh, that kind of uh, operating costs in any other way. So being able to see the weight data in the back office uh, has really allowed them to adjust their logistics, uh, the how they load, the staging of the loads, because uh, they have control. They can put this pallet on instead of that pallet. They can repalletize um, and uh, and wring out that last thousand pounds. Um, that's that's very big. Absolutely, and in a day and age where you know data is becoming more and more important, and just optimizing that efficiency, uh, it's it's crucial to have that data and crucial to kind of have those logistics right at your fingertips to be able to uh, to, to make those decisions. Um, in your mind, are companies that uh, are not looking at data or not looking um, at the at the weight and that sort of thing, are, are they missing an opportunity just to um, operate at their highest level and operate at their highest efficiency? Are they leaving money on the table, basically? Yep, with every load. Every time they leave the dock underloaded, they're leaving money on the table. And the, the flip side is is the people that are advancing in the, and, and deploying this technology, uh, they're gaining that extra percentage point or two or three, uh, depending on the type of loads uh, and the type of equipment you have. Uh, so there's just one more area where you're losing ground to the most efficient operators. It, it just it seems to me that for so long people thought of data and technology and things like that as as the wave of the future 
but now it's here, and that's that's what's happening now. And I think people are just caught a little off guard by that. Just that, uh, hey, if you're not doing this now, it's it's not something that's coming in the future. It's it's here now. You're you're falling behind. Um, so just as as you look forward, what what areas of the market do you see um, this data having the the largest impact over the next couple of years as as you project it forward? Yeah. So uh, comment I'd make is like five years ago we were working with I think two maybe three telematics companies to integrate the airway weight data into their offering. And this was driven by customers that said, hey, how come I can't get the weight in my back office? This five years ago. Fast forward to, to this year, we have 18 uh, integrations ongoing right now. And those integrations are across multiple segments. They're in the refuse segment. Uh, they're in over-the-road truck. They're in trailer. Uh, they're even in work trucks, class five, six, and seven vehicles. And the, the explosion uh, of, of access to this data uh, has probably been the last two, three years um, where this uh, type of, and it's all driven by customers, customers that have this telematics or uh, onboard computer or an ELD device uh, now looking at, hey, I've made the investment. I've got a channel now to my vehicle. Um, let's see, let's see how it's operating. And efficiency is is a big piece of that and and that's the role that we play how do you see this having an impact on the the argument of vertical growth versus horizontal growth where do you see um this this having the larger impact that's a tough one because you know when you think in the early days when you think about onboard weighing it was easy well it's guys that haul like uh you know bulk materials lumber paper sheetrock building materials vocational and that was it. But when I look at my customer base now, I mean, we're selling to guys that have uh, box vans, reefers, uh, work trucks, utility vehicles, garbage trucks, um, rear loaders, front loaders, side loaders. It's it's kind of amazing. And, and the spread is not uh, really concentrated in any one area. What it seems to be is that in each of these vertical segments, there are the top percentage of operators that are starting to understand the value of the weight data. And so those leaders in their verticals uh, are the ones that uh, are, are our current customers and, and growing. So you can't read too much right now uh, about the industry without coming across the issue of driver retention and there being a shortage of drivers. Um, I, I think that that's seen its impacts felt uh, across the entirety of the industry. So how do you see Airway as a critical part of the solution here to uh, this overall massive driver shortage? We're one more convenience feature, uh, and it's a big part of the the, uh, the stress of the operation. When we talk to customers that have, uh, especially new drivers, the more seasoned drivers with experience, you know, they're kind of comfortable around the whole loading operation. But if you're a new driver, you're rolling into, you know, some manufacturing facility uh, and backing up to the dock. You know, this is all, it's new. And if there's issues with the load or the weight of the load or concerns about it, that's a stressful situation. And unless there's an in-ground scale nearby, which there typically isn't, uh, you you got to figure out where you can go to a truck stop, um, pay a fee, and figure out you know what to do if it's underloaded. Do I keep going? Do I go back for more? If it's overloaded, you know, uh, do I go back or do I take a chance and try to run the scales? You know, that's real. I mean, the guys make that decision every day, uh, and so taking that away uh, is a huge driver convenience. And we get a lot of positive feedback from drivers, and we have a lot of drivers that uh, help. 
uh, push deployment of airway across the fleet because they say, you know, man, why do we have to deal with all this stuff? And I'm always worried every time I pass a scale and, you know, let's get rid of that part of my equation. Let me get on the road with a legal load that's optimized the way you want it. And let me just drive. I just want to make money per mile. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and and with um, I guess increased government regulation and oversight of the industry, I think that uh, maybe removing that thought off of uh, drivers, you know, off of their plate is a good thing. It just lets them uh, focus on, like you said, driving, but also uh, making sure that they're following other restrictions and laws that have been put into place. Yeah, there's so much going on uh, for the modern driver right now, and there's there's so much to deal with and just getting a load from A to B. We, we kind of take it for granted, but um, there's a lot to it, and every little piece of that adds, you know, driver stress. Uh, and, uh, and, and can cut into his paycheck if it takes time away from his limited drive hours. Uh, so we're, you know, we're a big piece of that equation in a lot of operations. We've really seen technology kind of uh, take a large step forward recently, and I know that there are conversations about self-driving vehicles and that sort of thing. And I'm just curious how you see the future of weight being integrated into telematics, but, but also with self-driving vehicles. Can you see a... I guess a, a day where there's just um, it's all streamlined and it's all an incredibly efficient uh, operation. Yeah, great question. I mean, we we are doing some trial work with federal DOT and federal highways for way station bypass. If you look at the infrastructure in the United States um, for weight enforcement, it's horrible, right? The government wants to write you a ticket if you're at eighty thousand and one pound, and if you want to optimize your your operation. You want to haul 79,999 pounds, right? And so the way enforcement is done today, as you know, is you have uh, police running around with jump scales in their trunks uh, trying to catch guys that look overloaded or they're coming off construction sites or manufacturing plants that make heavy stuff. You know, so there's that going on. And then you have these waste stations that, that everybody sees on the highways. Um, and, you know, even with waste station bypass and all of that, it's very inefficient, the guys that are overloaded, they're running around them anyway or running when the when this way station's closed. And the whole thing is is uh, an ineffective use of resources. So fast forward to your question here. A self-driving vehicle really shouldn't leave a shipper illegal, right? The computer shouldn't really take off with an illegal load. And my guess is the uh, the owner of that piece of auto auto autopilot equipment doesn't want the truck to leave without an under with an underload either. So um, the computer is going to start making that decision, and this archaic way of enforcement and monitoring weights uh, is going to gradually disappear. There's no reason why the truck should even be allowed to leave if it's illegal. That's number one, whether there's a driver or it's uh, an autopilot. The computers and the sensors and the equipment are smart enough today uh, to catch that, you know, right at the shipper. Uh, so there's that. And the other is, uh, you know, think of, thinking about issues, liability and, and ownership of, of, of that liability uh, in the event where an autopilot takes off from a shipper, he's got an illegal load. You can't really write a ticket to an autopilot. <laughs> so, you know, there's uh, there's going to be some change coming in the next few years as this stuff uh, begins to become uh, more adopted in our industry. That just seems to highlight to me even more just the value of that of that data and having everything integrated and and being ready for that. What well, seems like an eventuality at this point, right? Mm -hmm. 
similar to the uh, the autopilot discussion, is electric vehicle discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've started some dialogue with some electric vehicle manufacturers, and the reason weight is important to them is is they use that weight to adjust their power curves. So I don't know if you've ever been in a Tesla or, or test drove one or had a friend that had one, um, but you know, in insane mode, those things are deadly. They can accelerate faster than than you, you know you can process your hand to wheel movements. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so imagine a truck with that kind of power, and they do. Mm-hmm. And so, what they're using the weight for is to adjust the power curves, uh, not only for safety, so you don't have somebody with an eighty thousand pound load uh, taking off zero to sixty in four and a half seconds, uh, but also you optimize battery life uh, and the battery performance by adjusting the uh, allowed power curves in um in an electric vehicle. So, you know, there's there's a lot of ways the information is is going to help uh as as this uh new technology rolls out uh for not only autopilot but electric vehicles and the and the whole enforcement uh, infrastructure and how we optimize that. So in addition to those things, you know, uh, electronic vehicles um, and uh, and autopilot and things like that, there have also been discussions about adding tolls and weight mile taxes and other forms of, of highway infrastructure revenue. What are your thoughts on this, and how can Airway really provide a solution to help uh, help companies m- uh, minimize costs as much as possible? Yeah, so the, there's already a lot of debate in every state, and, and different states are approaching this differently. But if you think about the gas tax or the diesel tax, it's, it used to be a pretty fair assessment of how much you use the infrastructure, you know, based on how much fuel you burn. Kind of makes sense. But now we have all this hybrid. We have electric vehicles coming. The whole thing's going to have to change. And uh, at least in our opinion, uh, the most obvious choice at the end of the day is, well, how much weight did you haul and where'd you haul it? Mm-hmm. You know, a guy hauling lampshades is doing less damage to the road than a guy that's hauling uh, 100,000 pounds of uh, cement. And, you know, in, in, a, in a perfect world, uh, the amount of damage or use, if you will, or wear on the road uh, should be accounted that way. And really the only way to get there is to say, well, you know, let's look at your tonnage, uh, how much you hauled, where, and, uh, and that's how we calculate um, your portion of the contribution to, to keep the roads in repair. That seems to make a lot of sense to me. Do, do you foresee that being the, the reasonable solution that people come to, or uh, does that just make too much sense for it to actually be the way that things are done? <laughs> uh, well, there is a lot of politics involved, <laughs> uh, and the uh, force is uh, way stronger than, uh, than our technology. Um, but, yeah, I think over time you know, it's going to have to evolve to a, a completely different model. And I think the same is going to hold true for automotive, you know, your registration fees uh, and your gas tax. Um, if you're driving an electric vehicle, you know, how how does that change? You're not buying any gas. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so there's a big piece of the tax revenue that's gone missing, uh, and that's going to continue to accelerate. So that's going to drive the change, but... Uh, there's there's a lot of political forces involved in all this too, as as you know. Yes, yes, I do. Well, I'm excited to see where things move in the future. But as we discussed earlier, you know the the data and the things and the benefits that come along with having onboard skills uh, are here now. So um, you know it's it's something that that if people aren't already doing that they're missing out 
on, as we talked about earlier, just revenue and, and, and uh, efficiency and things along those lines. So um, I enjoyed learning more about that today and just having the opportunity to discuss this with you. With you. So Martin Ambrose, thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast, and uh, hopefully let's, uh, let's do it again soon. Great. Well, thank you, Tyler, for your questions. Uh, very insightful, and uh, appreciate the time together. Take care. <laughs>